Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the show. I do apologize for the the nasally voice that you'll probably hear in today's episode. Um, Don't stress, I don't have COVID, and I'm pretty sure you can't catch it listening to a podcast anyway. So um, we're all good, but today's uh, episode is all based around things that we can be doing on a day-to-day basis outside of eating in a calorie deficit to help accelerate fat loss, which I'm sure a lot of people are wanting to know. Um, and a lot of this stuff today, guys, is super, super simple, but it's a lot of, and uh, I'll, I'll just mention as well, we do have a guest on the show um, today. It's Russ, um, my little Kelpie. I'm sure he'll have a bit to say at some point. He tends to um, get a bit get a bit lippy whenever he's not meant to. Um, but this is all things that we can be doing on a day-to-day basis to help accelerate fat loss. Um, a lot of it's simple. A lot of it's things that you're probably just overlooking at the moment. But I promise you it makes a huge, huge difference. Um, and I'm really looking forward to kind of unpacking that with you today. Um, so we'll get stuck into it. I mean, as I said, I want to talk about things that aren't directly eating in a calorie deficit. Um, I think I think most of us already know um, to lose body fat, we need to be eating in a calorie deficit. That's We need to be in a negative energy balance. Um, and, and to do that, the easiest way to do that is to eat in a calorie deficit. But on top of that, there's plenty of other things that we can be doing. And the first one is increasing our NEAT. So that is non-exercise um, activity thermogenesis. Um, and that's a bit of a mouthful. But basically what that means is basically anything other than direct exercise or sleep where we are expending energy. So it could be sitting at the desk and fidgeting like I'm doing right now. It could be taking the stairs at work instead of taking a lift. It could be walking to work instead of driving. Um, all these little things, you know, doing extra efforts in your warm-ups or, you know, there's just countless different things um, that we can um, attest to, to our our are neat. Um, I think even like the amount of steps we're doing throughout the day is a big one. You know, I, I tend to set some targets for my clients to reach in regards to how many steps they should be reaching and there's no magic number. Um, for me, it's just about consistency in their energy output, but also having a, a, a trackable way of understanding what our energy output is. You know, if we're following a training plan that's four days a week and we're reaching at least 10,000 steps every day and we're eating in a calorie deficit and you know this that and the other then we know exactly what we're doing so if we hit a plateau it's very simple to make changes then um, to continue to see fat loss and bust through that plateau if we if we really need to so the first one is our neat by increasing this you're doing yourself a favor you're making things a shitload easier Um, I think we've all had that feeling at some point or another when we're trying to lose body fat we're eating in a calorie deficit and we just can't be fucked doing anything really and your energy output outside of your training drops off a lot so when you think of that in the grand scheme of things that can have a massive um a negative effect on your fat loss because your energy output overall is going to be a lot lower if you're just sitting around all day apart from when you go in and train for 45 minutes to an hour or whatever it may be an hour and a half um so that's a big one for starters the second one is hydration this is probably one of the most underrated um, factors when it comes to fat loss and even muscle growth and just performance and how we feel and how we look and everything. But we think about the fact that our muscles are made up of at least 70% water. And you, you think about how many negative effects we are going to experience when we are dehydrated. 
But not only that, you know, one of the biggest excuses I always hear when people talk about, you know, people that are clearly just haven't lost enough body fat yet, but if they feel like they're they're not as lean as what they think they should be or what they would like to be, they they use the excuse of retaining water. And it's not always just an excuse, you know, a, a lot of um I work with a lot of people online, which I'm very fortunate to do. And um, for females, when it's that time of the month, it's very, very common, um, almost almost a definite that they're going to be uh, retaining a lot more water. And I think it's anywhere between, you know, plus or minus three kilos, our body weight can be just from water weight, you know, whether we've lost water weight or increased water weight from having um, a bit of extra sodium or a bit of a change up and inconsistency with our um, carbohydrate intake, whatever it may be. These are all factors that can can affect our water weight. But in saying that, to hold less water in our body, we need to drink more of it. So it seems counterproductive, but it's legit. Trust me. So if you're if you feel like your body's holding on to water, drink more. Drink more water. And that's what I tell my clients, and it's what I tell everyone all the time. And I tell myself this every day because I'm pretty shit ass with it. I'm, I get a bit lazy, but drink more water, and you'll hold less water. You'll feel better. Your skin will look better performance will be better your sleep will be better your mood will be better everything's fucking better when you drink water apart from the fact that you've got to go to the bathroom a bit more frequently but the benefit of that is that you are holding less water because when you go to the bathroom more often you're flushing out any of the excess that your body is holding on to that you don't need okay so that's the second one the first two i'll touch on again the neat so the all the extra energy output you do throughout the day um the second one is your hydration the third one, this is a big one that I see on so many people and this is something that I've experienced um, both positive and negative effects from from this next one and that is your cortisol levels, okay? So your stress levels. We want to try and reduce our overall stress from external factors, from whatever it may be because when our cortisol levels are constantly up, are constantly stressed, are constantly in a state of fight or flight, then... It's very hard, extremely difficult, you know, not impossible, but super, super difficult to lose body fat when our cortisol levels are through the roof all the time. So I'll see people who are eating in a calorie deficit, training like a champion, very consistent, um, doing all the right things, ticking all the boxes, yet they just can't seem to lose that fat. And then I have a look at what's going on outside of the gym and outside of their nutrition, and maybe they've got an extremely stressful um, job or maybe they're experiencing some difficulties at home or maybe there's someone that gets anxious and, and overthinks things and worries about stuff all the time then the cortisol levels are going to be up and this is what I kind of enjoy about working with people on their nutrition is because a lot of the time when I start with people they come to me um, you know having tried everything under the sun in terms of training and nutrition and constantly always second guessing whether or not they're doing the right thing and this is super common. If, you, if you've if you read all the nutrition articles out there, and there's a fuckload of them, if you've read all of these and there's so much conflicting information and you're trying to lose body fat and you're thinking to yourself constantly, am I doing the right thing? Or should I be doing this? Or, you know, I talked to my friend and they're doing this type of nutrition, so maybe I should do that. So you're constantly second-guessing yourself. You're always in a state of stress and anxiety and your cortisol levels are through the roof. Fucking good luck trying to lose body fat. I mean, it's one of the most effective ways to kickstart that fat loss and to really accelerate how quickly you lose body fat in in the best way possible if you are doing all the right things outside of that is to reduce your stress so whether that is adding the tools to your toolkit for your mental health so that could be your meditation it could be journaling um, doing a gratitude uh, journal every single morning um, 
you know, if it's talking to someone and, and getting a bit more vulnerable and helping yourself in that regard or just removing yourself from stressful situations and environments or, um, you know, kind of stepping away and spending less time with toxic people or people that are stressing you out um, or seeking help from a professional, whether it be, you know, even in regards to your health and fitness, if it is the stress all the time of not knowing whether you're doing the right thing, then go and see someone, get help from someone in regards to your training and nutrition and make sure you're on the right track so you don't have to constantly second guess yourself. Um, and I've found that's, um, that's a, it's a big one for me. Um, I, I've, from experience, I can um, tell you about a time where I was trying to get ready for a, a physique competition and um, I was dieting pretty early days um, in the lead up to my competition. I think I'd, I was planning on dieting for about 16 to 20 weeks and I got down to eight weeks to go. So um, with eight weeks to go, I flew over to LA for four weeks and um, you know, I was kind of thinking to myself, shit, what have I done here? I'm flying out to LA. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really nice food. There's a, you know, a lot of stuff over there that I can be doing um, that may not work in my favor in regards to getting as lean as possible. But what I saw was the exact opposite. So coming from being in Melbourne where I was constantly thinking about work and um, constantly on a tight schedule, um, you've got you know everything going on all the time. I was not getting anywhere near enough sleep and all that type of stuff, um, which we'll talk about soon. And that led to my anxiety or like my, my cortisol levels being super high, which made it very fucking hard to lose body fat. Now, when I went to LA, I was sticking to my macros. I was training hard every day. I was absolutely loving it because it was a warm climate. Um, I was sleeping more. Um, I didn't have the stress of work. I was working over there, but it was all online and kind of on my own timetable. And I wasn't constantly making sure, you know, I'm ready by this time, that time and that time to see clients and rushing here and there and basically i just reduced i reduced a lot of stress from my life and fat loss like the fat just dropped off me like no shit i've never dieted on higher calories in my life compared to when i was there i was eating over 3000 calories a day and absolutely shredded like it was just ridiculous how lean i was getting and i was almost thinking to myself i mean this fucking too easy this this can't be legit there's got to be something going on here um or maybe i haven't been tracking something or i'm over tracking something whatever but it wasn't the case. I just got super, super lean because my cortisol levels had dropped significantly and it felt easy. It, it honestly did feel the easiest it's ever felt for me to lose body fat and it was all down to the fact that my cortisol levels had reduced. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The next part of this, which kind of ties into what I just spoke about with cortisol, is your sleep. Now, I am not good at this either. Um, it's definitely an area that I need to work on. But if you're not sleeping enough, then yes, your cortisol levels will be up. Um, your training uh, performance is most likely going to drop off and not be where it should be. Um, you're probably going to start to crave more calories throughout the day, so you're going to be less coherent to your to your um, to your diet and to tracking your macros there's a number of effects that you're going to see from not getting enough sleep and you know the recommendation i guess is seven hours at least or seven plus hours which would be ideal but like i said I, i'm the first one to admit that i'm very 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 poor at this 
Um, but if possible, this is something that we should be aiming for is to try and get enough sleep each night. And you, and that was one of the factors that led to me having such less, uh, such lower cortisol. I was sleeping like absolute baby every night. Whereas when I was in Melbourne, I was probably only sleeping about five hours a night, which sounds pretty crazy, but that's, it's legit. I wasn't sleeping much at all. And, um, it had a really negative effect, but it wasn't until I started to actually sleep longer that I realized how much of a negative effect the lack of sleep was having on me before because I just got used to it and I thought well, this, it is what it is. I feel fine. I can kind of power through. Um, just felt like a bit of a machine. I could just do whatever I wanted and, and it wouldn't matter. I kind of just didn't let it get to me. But when I saw the difference when I was getting a lot of sleep, um, that was a bit of a light bulb moment for me and I, I completely changed my approach to sleep. And like I said, it's still something I work on at the moment, but I go out of my way to make sure I try and get as much sleep as possible each night and even taking naps throughout the day um, which you know for some may seem counterproductive because you feel like you need to be burning energy because you're trying to lose body fat but sleeping is the best form of recovery it's it's um you know i i think like your metabolism is, is literally at some of its fastest point like at its fastest point when you're asleep and you are you're just going to be seeing benefits all across the board your training is going to be better better mood um, more likely to stick to your calorie targets and, and all that type of stuff. Concentration is going to be better. Um, and yeah, so, and, and that, and what comes with that as well is because I get a lot of questions around what I do for my nighttime routine because I have a morning routine which I'm, um, I'm really big on. I think it sets me up for a really great day, but my nighttime routine is super important as well. So before bed, I'm having, um, I'm having some magnesium oil spray on my stomach before I go to sleep. Um, when I remember I try to wear my blue light blocking glasses when I'm using my computer and watching TV or on my phone or whatever. Um, what else am I doing? I meditate before sleep if I'm kind of worked up and overthinking a lot. Um, I find a cold shower before bed helps me sleep um, exceptionally well as well. Um, and that's just a few of the things I try to do to wind down a little bit. I mean, some people swear by you know not using their phone in the in the hour or so leading up to going to sleep i don't really have too much of an issue with that um unless i get caught in a rabbit hole of watching fucking stupid videos on youtube or whatever but i i'm pretty lucky in regards to being able to fall asleep it's just for me making sure i'm actually in bed because it's very hard to fall asleep when you're not in bed um or you're not even trying to go to bed um so there's a couple more that i've got here guys and i want you to keep in mind that even if these do seem super simple and almost too simple they're not I guarantee that most of you probably aren't doing these. Um, and there's a good reason why you're finding it hard to lose body fat or harder than what it should be. This next one is a big one. And it's something that I see people fuck up quite often is that you need to be following a program that you actually enjoy, a training style that you enjoy, not one that you've just been given and told that it's the best thing to do or something you've seen online or you feel like that's what you have to do because everyone else is doing it. Fuck that. Follow something you enjoy. Follow something that you could genuinely wake up in the morning and think to yourself, I cannot wait to go to the gym today to go and do my program. Because I can tell you from experience, there's nothing worse than having a program you hate and having to sit there at work all day or wake up in the morning and go to yourself, fuck me, I have to go and do that program today and it's going to be absolutely horrendous. What is the benefit of that? I mean, what? how... How is that going to, in the long run, when you think about it, how is that going to benefit you? And I see so many people doing it and even certain exercises, you know, doing a barbell squat and you just absolutely hate it, but you're doing it because it should be in your program. Well, there's plenty of other exercises we can do to account for that. And I've talked about this on a podcast before when we talk about choosing movements, not exercises. But 
enjoying a program is a massive one which i see not enough people doing um and it goes a very long way it could be a subpar program but if you enjoy it and you get most out of your body every single time you do it i guarantee you're going to see much better results than if you're following the fucking world's best program on paper but you don't even do it each week or you hate doing it and you only half-ass it or you you skip the sessions or whatever it may be okay so stay accountable pick something you enjoy and that's going to help you a shitload now the last one here um and this is kind of like down the bottom of the list but this is for those i guess that are super consistent with tracking their macros those that are probably on the leaner side of their fat loss phase i mean as in like you are pretty fucking lean at the moment time your nutrients accordingly with your training um now look i'm a big believer when it comes to nutrition as keeping it as simple as possible so for me it's calorie intake it's protein minimum it's making sure i'm eating enough protein um sorry i'm eating majority of my calorie intake from nutrient dense foods but other than that i'm not overcomplicating. i'm keeping it as simple as i possibly can okay so but timing your nutrients is something that i played around with on the last time i did a really serious fat loss phase and just got the leanest i've ever been in my life retained the most muscle mass i've ever held in my life and it was just it felt easy i felt fantastic it's the best i felt um doing a calorie deficit but what i did is I, I strategically planned majority of my carbohydrates before and after my workout times, but I was also having some fast-acting carbohydrates while I trained. So literally like I was having like snakes, um, like lollies, um, or like a fruit juice while I trained and my energy output, my performance in the gym stayed you know, a lot higher throughout my, my whole entire fat loss phase, which meant my muscle ma- I retained more muscle mass and more strength. I was having a big carbohydrate meal, um, or at least a high calorie meal um, an hour or two before I trained um, and then post-workout I'll do similar thing again so I was very strategic with how I placed my macronutrients throughout the day I still made sure that it, by day's end the main thing that I was worried about was whether I hit my calorie and protein targets but in saying that I did put an emphasis on my nutrient timing and you'll know you know if you train first thing in the morning then obviously you're not going to get up and have a fucking three-course meal before you train but it may be strategically placing most of your calories at the last meal of the day so that you have a big calorie meal before you go to sleep so then in the morning when you wake up your glycogen stores and everything are a lot fuller um, and you've got more energy to go and crush that session um, and get the very most out of your body and you know increase your energy output again making things a shitload easier for you to lose body fat and stay in that negative energy balance so I hope you guys have taken a bit of value from this episode. I mean, I think this is super important because we tend to just get a bit one-dimensional with how this whole fat loss thing works. But these factors that I've touched on today will, will be game changers for you. will make a big difference. And I guarantee a lot of you just aren't putting enough focus on them at the moment. So give them a go. hope you see some benefit from doing these. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, I'd love to hear if, um, if, if, uh, if you find some success with following some of these. Um, and if you've taken some value from today's episode as always please do take a screenshot uh, post it on your instagram story for me tag me i'd love to get some feedback and really want to get as many people listening to the podcast this year as we can Um, but again i appreciate you tuning in Um, awesome stuff hit the subscribe button if you haven't already i look forward to chatting to you again in the very next episode